Hello everyone and welcome to the House of Radha's brand new episode from the podcast series We Are One. I'm Lucia Kuprova, your presenter, and I will be taking you on a journey and speaking to a diverse range of industry leaders from the creative industry, education, music and more. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the connection between education and politics. Making a bigger impact in the future, it's important to engage young people in a formal political processes. It's not only a fundamental democratic right, but also it's crucial for building stable and peaceful societies and developing policies that respond to the specific needs of younger generations. But to make this work, quality of their education plays a big role. Young adults need to be taught about their democratic rights and the best ways how to use them and being engaged in political institutions, lawmaking and much more. Today I'm very happy to welcome a student president at the Glasgow Caledonian University, Adil Rahu, who is originally from Pakistan and he's the first ever international GCU's graduate to become the student's president. Hi Adil and welcome, I'm very happy you've joined us today. Thank you. It's, it's good to be here, Lucia. Thanks for having me. Adil, I'd like to start talking about your journey on a way to your politics career as your father is a respected minister in Pakistan. So that politics legacy is in your family. And you've started your studies in Karachi in Pakistan, and then you decided to come to Scotland can you share some of your journey with us from what inspired you to want to study in Scotland and leave Pakistan to pursue your role in student politics? Initially, I always wanted to go outside of Pakistan and have uh, education, finalize my, you know, conclude my education abroad. And I knew about Scotland. Scotland was a beautiful country. I saw it on Google. I heard so many friends talk about how beautiful, how gorgeous uh, Scotland is. And that's what kind of made me think, okay, maybe Scotland is a good option. And then started looking into universities and the university that I joined, the motto of the university was the university for the common good. And I think that really resonated what I believed in, the things that I wanted to do, my beliefs, my perspectives. And that's what kind of made me take the decision of coming to Scotland, attending this university in this specific place. What got me involved in student politics was that I was always interested in change making ever since I was a kid. I used to go to my village and see a different element to life. My village is a, a really, you've got a population that's really poverty struck. So I saw it really closely and there were a lot of things that I really wanted to change and I still do. And I think that kind of made me think about all the things that I could change, all the things that I wanted to change. And I think that's where I adopted the mindset of being a change maker, you know, trying to bring in a, a change in the community and looking at aspects that could be changed. So I think that's what initially got me started in terms of my interest in politics and in change making. 
And then the last year of my studies in the UK, in my university, I ran for election. It was a good campaign and, and then was elected as the vice president and now the president. But I realized once I took office that I really loved it. I loved being a representative. I loved looking into like changing things for the people I represented, becoming a strong voice for these people. So I think I've had a really good journey and I'm doing what I'm most passionate about, which is representing people and bringing a change in the communities. It's really nice to hear that there are people like you who are trying to bring that trust in politics and to kind of represent it in the young generation at the university. And as you said, Adil, you've been elected as Glasgow Caledonian University Students Association student president for this teaching year as the first international graduate, actually, from a GCU. And when I was reading your manifesto as a candidate, I must say you really have the true passion that every politician should have because you're trying to represent actually communities which need that support now. It's like LGBT community, women and international students too, that you're lobbying for better conditions for them with the fees and everything. And also you're looking at the environment and public transport for students, uh, which should be free as it's connected with the environment when students use more of the transport and they're not having their own cars it could help the environment too and it was 17 pages so you spend quite a lot of time to actually have it on point from your point of view what makes you a successful political leader and voice for the young generation? So I think I, I, I wouldn't talk about myself, but in a, in a general perspective, I think a political leader, a great political leader would be somebody who has the courage to stand out, to say what's right and to do what's right. Because I think that's what leadership is about. I think it's to lead by example. And many times you'd be the person who sets that example. So I think you really need that courage. I believe, you know, leadership, it's not just about representing people. It is a predominant portion. Yeah. But it's also about being the actual leader, being the, the person who shows the way, the person who leads the crowd, it requires courage. And then, of course, there are skills that you would need, you know, public speaking, because you need to be able to, everybody wants to do something good. You also need to be able to articulate that to the people. Make sure you're translating what you've got in your mind, all these ideas, because um, you probably have a lot of plans that you want to accomplish. We also need to have that mechanism in your mind. You need to know how you're going to do that. And you also need to be able to express that. Uh, so articulation, I think it's it's really, really important. Amongst the many other things, of course, I would say a genuine desire to change things. Because if you're genuine within yourself, if you really want to, if you really want to do that, I think it shows you kind of do emit that energy. And, you know, people really do see that. And the genuineness, honesty, transparency to help the community, to help the people. As you have an interesting cultural background, you're from Pakistan. And when you came to Scotland, you started representing yourself as voice for students, not only for the international students, actually for all the students at GCU. Have you faced any challenges um, from people due to your different culture background? I, I wouldn't say, once again, I think it's the articulation comes into play because it's really important that you're able to express your ideas, you're able to connect. 
I think from a personal level, no. The students really, my political experience, my political journey at the university and et cetera, in the wider aspects, I think I haven't personally seen any challenges of that sort, but I do understand that those challenges exist. It is difficult for a lot of, for example, somebody from an international background to come forward and becoming a representative, putting yourself out there. It's not the easiest thing. If you're not from the same culture, if you're not from the same community, it actually does proliferate that difficultiness. I personally didn't experience that. Now we're living in really crucial times due to the pandemic. We've been living in the pandemic for two years and it's crucial because of the future of young generation as the studies are being disrupted because it's mainly online teaching And even though it's coming to normal, there are still students who they've got their personal obstacles, why they can't return to the universities. And also it's important for their future to involve more young people in the politics. With the pandemic and how it's being held, there's more obstacles for young people to actually get involved in the politics due to mainly the age restrictions when you can actually candidate as the MP. And then there's been a disbelief in the politics. So what do you think, what should be changed in a way to make the younger generation more engaged in the politics? That's a good question. I think there's a couple of things. I think more widespread acceptance of young leaders to become the leaders. I think many times it's young students or young leaders are thought as ill-experienced or not having the appropriate experience as compared to somebody who's been in politics for a while. But I think the truth of the matter is that young people bring a different perspective. They bring a different mentality to it. Whereas experience in politics, experience in representation is important in some aspects, but I don't think that's the only part of it. Representation, leadership, politics is about having the right voices in the whole structure of representation. And experience plays less of a role in that. I think we need to encourage that we accept youngsters as leaders, create proper channels such as becoming an MSYP, which I believe is an amazing initiative. Things like these, I think they generally are encouragement to the younger population to get involved, become the leaders. But I think at a more advanced level, that's where we're lacking that uh, encouragement. Political parties can also play a part in this explicitly having nominating youngster candidates for positions of MSPs, but also the government itself. You don't see many young people in ministerial positions. So I think it's kind of like an overall approach. And if it comes from top down, that actually does show the acceptance of leadership coming from the top-down approach. I think there's a couple of things that we can actually change to encourage more people coming in, more young people coming into politics, becoming the leader of tomorrow. Yeah, and for this reason, the education is really essential for youngsters and for them to know as much as possible about their democratic rights. And as you studied in two different countries, most of your higher education time, have you seen any differences in the approach for opportunities to get involved in the politics in Pakistan and then in Scotland? There are differences, I think. In the UK, institutions are more more stronger structurally. The procedures are quite well established. Institutions are stronger in the sense that there's less interference externally. So I think that makes the system better. There's different ways 
teaching and learning is done in both of these countries. You've got a lot of strength in the institution. I think Pakistan needs a education systems in third world countries, not just a problem in Pakistan, but education system in third world countries need a long-term plan, I would say, to revolutionize the way their system is built. UK is historically known for its system in education because it's, the UK has established institutions since hundreds of years. It's one of the world's oldest nations to to have those systems incorporated. So of course, it does make sense that other countries don't have the same kind of mechanism in place. It needs a long-term kind of a strategy for these countries. There definitely is a lot of difference in terms of the quality as well. Unless you go to a, a really, really prestigious school, for example, in Pakistan, if you go to a really prestigious school, you will find the same kind of mechanisms. Yeah. And uh, also when you were running your campaign for the president, you won with quite a high margin. As I noticed, you've built really good campaign on social media, mainly on Instagram, and you've got really neat way how to represent all your ideas. You're not actually talking much about it. You're trying to represent that your actions are speaking for yourself. And that's the best way how to bring that trust in politics from younger generation. Also, this can inspire many more young people to try and achieve that career in politics. What would be your advice to young, inspiring politicians? I would say don't be afraid to stand out. Don't be afraid to put yourself out there because in any leadership position, you'd have to put yourself out there, especially in politics. That's what you do all day. And you'd be attending interviews. You'd be going live a lot of these times. You'd be in the media, et cetera, et cetera, speaking to hundreds of people, thousands, if not. So I think it's really important to have that courage to be able to putting yourself out there. I think usually in many of these instances, it's always the first step that young people sometimes are reluctant to take. Once you take that first step, you're making improvements, you're getting where you you aim to be, you're representing the people quite well, you're learning along the way as well. And that's what leadership's about. I don't think leadership about being perfect. I think leadership's about admitting that you're not perfect, admitting that you don't know everything and learning along the way. That's my kind of personal perspective. A lot of these times, young students, young people think, I don't know all of that. How can I put myself in that position? I think the reality is people don't want you to be perfect. People want you to be you. And that's why you should understand that nobody's looking for somebody perfect. You always have that ability to learn. Nobody else is perfect as well. It sometimes seems to the young people or anybody in general that we see them on the TV every day and they're like perfect celebrities. It's not like that. Everybody's learning every day. And actually, you're a great example because you were running this campaign during the lockdown. You couldn't have a speech in front of all the students, you needed to take it to the online platform, social media, how challenging it was to run a campaign during COVID-19. It was a different experience because usually I'd get access to all these lectures and I love talking to people. I love talking to especially the people I want to bring the change in within the community. So it was a different experience. We had to be a social media based campaign for all the candidates. I would say for the students who really want to, I think once again, it's about the first step. It's also about be yourself, always be yourself. Sometimes people start acting the way they're not. Sometimes they start acting way too professional, like the people they may see, the politicians they see on TV. In these kinds of situations, people are always looking for somebody that's unique, 
So if you can't stand yourself, if they can't pinpoint you outside of the crowd, then you should know you need to think again about how you're pitching your campaign, how you're pitching yourself. I've always put a lot of effort in my campaigns, made it really creative, always thought outside the box. And I had a lovely team working for me as well. So you need to make sure you've got that team, you're thinking creatively, just put some energy into it. How has your life changed as the president now? So it's been quite busy, that's for sure. I really don't get much personal time and it shouldn't be like that because, you know, the way it's designed, you have to finish work at five o'clock, but because I'm a perfectionist, so I take longer time finishing off the stuff that I do. A lot of time goes towards that, attending meetings, and then you've got media that you need to make sure you're speaking with from time to time. You've got a lot of political stakeholders as well that you need to make sure you're covering as well, making sure that their needs are covered, what they require from you the help and support they need all the time. You also have like an overall approach. There's multiple dimensions that you get involved in and that's what's happening with me. I've been quite busy, but I'm also enjoying it a lot. It's not something that I take as a job and I've said this quite a few times. And because I don't take this as a job, I don't take representing people as a job. I don't take speaking to these students outside of my work hours as a job. Because I don't take those things as a job, I actually do enjoy it. It's not something that I mind working outside my working hours. I would say in terms of my time commitments, yes, there has been a lot of changes. But in terms of my passion, the things that I wanted to do, I don't think there has been a major change. I still love changing lives, representing the people that I care about. I think all of that has remained. You've always had that politics legacy in your family. How often do you discuss your ideas with your father? I discuss a lot of my things, ideas, initiatives, of course, with my family, my father as well, because sometimes I do take advice as well. For example, if I'm working towards some, I will ask uh, sometimes, not ask, but I will say discuss things with him. I've got a supportive family, of course, side of my work as well, outside of like anything related to politics or anything, I always do discuss everything with them. But yeah, I do from time to time talk about the stuff that I'm because I really do enjoy what I do. So I all the initiatives and all of the stuff that I've got, I actually put a lot of my heart in. So I actually discuss these with everybody. (laughs) Every person I meet or any friend I've got, they come up to me and they ask me. I really enthusiastically tell them everything that I'm working on. And could you say that when you were growing up, did you take any inspiration from your father? Has he been your main role model or have you got any different role models on your journey? Yeah, of course. uh, My father has been a role model. My father, my grandfather has been a really strong role model for me. He was uh, represented his people in a very difficult time and he was a, a leader for democracy back home. And he stood up against multiple military regimes during a time, you know, in Pakistan, the political stability is different. He was in prison for representing these people by a lot of the establishment, the military establishment. So, I mean, he spent quite a few times in in the political imprisonment as well. And uh, he represented his his people throughout the, the time. And uh, he... He really cared for the people. It was the poor population of Pakistan that he really, really cared about. He's a well-known figure for the things that he's done. So I think I really did take inspiration from my grandfather, from my father. It did kind of build my mentality of helping others. Some of the things I have been taught since I was a kid, you always help others. You always give back to the community. So I think uh, a lot of these things has to do with the mentality that I've developed. That's where I do get a lot of the 
representing passion, I would say, and giving back to the community, doing stuff for the people. And are there any role models from Scotland or the UK politics? I tend to stay impartial politically just because don't want to make it unfair in any way for any political party or candidate. I take inspiration from the people who try to do good. For example, when I see women coming into office, I think that's an inspiration because it, that, I think that's what we need in our communities. We need women to take the leadership roles. When I see people of minority or vulnerable groups coming into office or taking leadership roles, I think I take inspiration from that because it's uh, difficult in, in some environments to take that step, go forward and get into that position. So I do take inspiration from people from time to time. And because I currently reside in Scotland, many of those people are from Scotland, UK as well, actually. That's an ongoing process of me. And I think that's how I kind of energize my work and my energy comes from these inspirations that these people I see, these people I hear about. So I think that's where it comes from as well. Yeah, that's really exciting year ahead of you. So you're going to be the president for this year. Could you tell me how... Do you see your future? I would definitely have a similar, pursue a similar role of trying to bring a change, but that doesn't have to be in a, in a capacity of a representative. It can, but it doesn't have to be. I think for becoming a change maker, you don't have to be a representative. You can help the community in any shape or form. And I think I really want to change stuff. I want to uh, make sure that I make an impact on the world. In some time, I would say I would scale it up. I want to make a big impact on this world. I know for a fact that whatever I'm going to pursue, I think I believe my purpose and my ultimate aspiration is to make that impact on people's lives. And I think bringing that change to people's lives, that's the impact I'm looking for. And are you planning to stay in Scotland for pursuing this actual goal? Or are you planning to return to Pakistan? There's a lot of things that I want to do in Scotland as well. I've been involved in that circle. I've been involved. So I've started to see a lot of these things that we can improve. So I really, really do want to change those things as well. And I want to make sure that the things that I've noticed, the things that I've seen, I act on it and I start working towards it, working towards changing this. And there's a lot of things that I will be doing back home in Pakistan as well. I've got a lot of plans to change a lot of the things, of course, because Pakistan, I've been raised there. So I know a lot of the things that can be changed there. There's no pause and uh, there's no stop in, or there's no limitation in what you can do if you really want to be the, that change maker. Help these amazing people in, in the ways I can. That's brilliant. Thank you very much for joining us today. And good luck with all these goals you named. And hopefully you inspire lots of youngsters who want to take part and bring that positive change in this world. So thank you very much, Adil, for today. Thanks for having me. It was a pleasure. Thank you again for listening. This was the fourth episode of the House of Radha's podcast series, We Are One, with our guest, Adil Rahu. If you want to know more about Adil's work or if you're interested in students' politics or politics in general and you would like to know more, get in touch with Adil on Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. And if you enjoyed this episode as much as we did, let us know on our social media. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and TikTok as well. We're looking forward to hearing from you and 
the next week we would like to give you our very first special episode of this podcast series and we're going to discuss a very special topic for us and that's women's empowerment and support for women in the business so stay tuned and goodbye